When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This was on The Athletic, who, yes, they're still in business and doing some good work. Uh, this was asked of a, a particular uh, unnamed prospect. Who were the nicest coaches you met during the process from schools you didn't sign with? Okay. A lot of the guys were called nice guys. One was Coach Hype. He said, I want to say between uh, Coach Hype and Dan Lanning, who's Oregon's coach. Coach Hype, down-to-earth guy. He's really nice off the field. He's a nice guy, a good person. He actually cares about his players. He knows his players. His players can come to him, and I see that with my own eyes. That's strong. So when we talk about the culture and NIL, uh, what is actually the strongest between the two? Because I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. I think the strongest between the two is not NIL anymore for Josh Heupel. I actually believe that it's his culture with this program. What the? What was he thinking? Release the hounds. The Dave Hooker Show. Keep cool. A presentation of offthehooksports.com. Is that crazy for me to say that, Caleb? Is that too strong? No, I think you're absolutely right about culture. And I think Josh Heupel has established culture very well. And I think part of it is his personality. I'll let you give your take, but I actually have an interesting take on why Hypel's established such a good culture at Tennessee. Okay. Uh, brought to you by Rick Terry Jewelry Design. They want to be your jeweler looking for affordable game day jewelry. Uh, how about the Fire Opals? Our good friend uh, Caleb uh, won the Fire Opals and uh, he was able to get them to his wife on uh, Valentine's Day, which was cool. And he and I have got some uh, plans to, to get together and do some uh, listener parties. We'll get Caleb in here somehow. Uh, but I'm going to answer this really simply. I think it's just because Josh Heifel's a good dude. I don't think he went into his coaching career saying, should I be a dictator like Nick Saban or should I be a good guy like Dabo Sweeney? I don't think he went into it like that. I think that's just who he is. What about you, Caleb? Brought to you by Rick Terry Jewelry Design. They want to be your jeweler looking for affordable game day jewelry. Again, the Fire Opals, a Tennessee tradition. What say you, Caleb? I'm going to say this in the nicest way possible because God. it usually it, it sounds really bad, but I don't mean it bad. Okay. Who's ever seen clips of Josh Hypo when he played quarterback at Oklahoma? I remember him. You remember him, right, Dave? Yes. Remember him in interviews? Yes. Did he not during that time? Did he not come across you as a total meathead? He came across to me like he does now. And that's a guy that doesn't want any part of the media, doesn't see the importance in it which we could debate that, but super jock to me. Yeah. That's what I mean. He can't, he was a total jock. Like he was a, this dude from North Dakota. South Dakota. Across, here's a weird comparison. I'm not talking about play. He kind of came across a little bit like Casey Clawson as a player. I could see that. Who was also a jock in every way possible. Like, every. yes, Josh, Josh Heupel was the ultimate jock. Okay. Typically jocks aren't that bright. Josh Heupel just happens to be pretty smart. You know what I mean? And I think that it was like, so I think hype as a jock 
almost feels like you're connect. It almost feels like he's he is your quarterback when he's in the locker room. You know the quarterback that's like the great teammate with everybody. Yep. He comes across as that more than he does the coach, and I think you I think you you kind of feel that energy with him more even though the quarterback is a leader too i mean hendon hooker was an incredible leader and so but yeah i think that i think that's why he comes across that way and you know we talk about you know one of the what there's obviously generational differences culturally from coaches who played in different coaches philip fulmer was philip fulmer played in the 60s connected well with the players of the 90s but you didn't think he was like one of the guys right he was a, he was a head coach right yes yeah i think and... he thought he was one of the guys i remember him asking eric Ainge one time and said um my wife's gone for the weekend we can bachelor it up together and i did not know what that means and i still don't know what that means but it was a funny line wow i did not know that okay that's a little weird thing to say <laughs> i think he was joking he was joking Wait, like okay here's my question dave Here's where it's a little different. Could Phil Ful could Fulmer talk to his players in the 90s about Tupac albums if he was asked? You think he could in any second? No, I think they would think that would be silly. But Josh Heupel probably could talk to his players today about Drake albums, couldn't he? Yeah, is that the popular one now? Is that the guy? Drake, Lil Uzi, Kendrick Lamar, like any of the, you know. One no, of the, I can, don't think he can. I think he can speak about Kendrick Lamar which you and my daughter may have me one over with. I don't think he can speak to all, all those guys. And I don't think he has to. I mean, from visiting with Coop and Jacob, Kendrick Lamar isn't the most popular guy anymore. I know, I'm old saying that. I'm old saying that. Okay. I mean, But I'm just saying everybody has something different. It's like it used to be rock. I just want to say this real quick. It used to be rock, and then there were different genres of music. Now they're just different genres of music. There's rap and rock, and it's all kind of equal footing. People yes, listen and, to a vast of different things and the gen xers were the first to really listen to that vast majority josh heupel is a gen xer so he probably I, I guarantee you josh heupel really doesn't separate genres that much former probably did former probably liked old rock and country am i right that was probably former's taste in music yeah i would say that but again when i come back to this this culture thing i think the important thing to point out is when did you think butch jones wasn't going to make it because he was a sociopath I know, you know, I never knew he was a sociopath and I didn't know the inner workings. I was, I, I, here, I was out on him. I actually, I, I'm ashamed to admit it. I rode the Butch Jones train for a long time defending him, even though I, I didn't defend what he did, but I said, these aren't fireable offenses. I didn't say it was a fireable offense until the 2017 Florida game. That's when I said, that's the most worst, ridiculous coach game I've ever seen. And then the, a week later, he lectured the media that whole shy total lie. That was the moment I'm like, he's a sociopath. He's a terrible person. Um, in, in, in Tennessee's hirings with now, nah, I was caught totally unaware of Lane Kiffin and what happened there, but with Dooley Butch and Jeremy Pruitt, I was told no more than a year. Sometimes even a, with Derek Dooley, it was like, this guy's not wired, right? He just went and told the drywall guy to take a break and is doing the drywall outside of his office. I was like, okay, well, that guy's not very bright. You have to delegate, don't you? Drywall would be something that I would delegate. Well, That's I don't know if he's not very bright, but Derek Dooley tried to micromanage. He didn't trust anybody to do anything outside of him, right? Right. Well, bright. I just use that word. But yeah, yeah I, knew, I knew he was a goofball. And then I heard stuff about Butch Jones. I heard stuff about Jeremy Pruitt. The point I want to make is that I haven't heard a single negative thing about Josh Heupel. And I'm saying that being completely forthright. The stuff I heard about the previous coaches – it it wasn't strong enough for me to report. I knew it, and I was like, don't get too excited about that guy. 
but I didn't report anything on it. My point is with Josh Heupel, we're entering year four. There has been enough time that something would come out and basically what we've come up with is maybe he's made some questionable personnel decisions at quarterback. There is no deep-seated character flaw that I'm aware of. Um, I haven't heard of anything. I think that's a good place to be. Click that like and subscribe button. Caleb, I haven't heard of anything. I'm going to nitpick, but there are two that I think should be brought up. I think the quarterback issue was a character flaw because he he did not give Hendon Hooker a fair chance to win the starting job because he wanted to be right about Joe Milton because he was that arrogant. Okay. I, I, I think that's the other character flaw is not addressing the Cooper Mays injury when he should have. And he calls Tennessee the Florida, he calls Tennessee the Florida game because of that. Okay. At the end of the day, though, if that's your bad marks on your report card in four years, you would take that, right? That's an A or A minus at the worst, right? As a whole. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, I heard, I, I will give you, with Butch Jones, I heard questionable stuff about Butch. I just kind of dismissed some of it, I will admit. But like, because I'm like, you hear questionable stuff about every coach like this. But you're right. I, I had heard, by the, by this point, it, it, by this point in Jones's tenure, I had heard questionable stuff. I mean, it was this point in Jones's tenure where that whole sexual assault lawsuit happened and Butch Jones called a press conference and the press conference said, this is bad because it hurts Tennessee and recruiting. I'm like, read the room. Dave Hart's trying to address Tennessee having a real issue that people are complaining about with protection of women on campus. And you say this hurts us in recruiting and you think that's going to be good long-term. I, I love our, our listeners slash viewers because my point was not to make this nitpicking Josh Heupel, which that's the term Caleb just used, but we kind of have. And so I want to be fair to those that are showing some objectivity, probably not on the poll. We'll get back to that. Uh, but Dylan says Hendon was a Pruitt recruit. We also what Pruitt guys were doing. Very true. That's fair. I think talent evaluation is a slight concern. And then you have Travis saying defense isn't prioritized. That bothers me. That's that's fair as well. I think you're going to have most of the time your uh, – well, let's look at uh, Ethan Davis, for instance. The tight end? Yeah. That's a body that with John Chavis there and the emphasis they used to put on defense plays defensive end instead of tight end because it's easier to learn, right? But yet there that was no true. question. There's no question he was playing tight end. There was not even a conversation. I mean, to be fair, they did convert Jason Witten to tight end from defensive end. I don't know how John well, yeah, Chavis felt about this it. crew. And then the guy from Europe. Yeah. Oh, uh, Emmanuel LaCoy. Yeah. He's a tight end. Yeah, but true, but they're so loaded at defensive end. Like, okay, they, well, those guys wouldn't play if they were defensive ends. Okay, I think that's a – anyway, point is, I think we're nitpicky, 